Howdy, podcast people. Thanks for tuning in to Christian Radio. I'm your host, Christian Heiner. On this episode of Christian Radio, I sit down with Boise Farmers Insurance agent Matt Dietz. Matt was a very early adopter of recording technology, video technology, and social media. Matt has a ton to teach all of us on the best ways to use social media, harness social media, and, and, and get the word out about what you do for a living. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Here's Matt. So that's how it starts. That's so just, challenging and difficult. It, it, it is. It is. Can you, you just, show me again? <laughs> no, I could. Yeah, see that red button? Push it and you go. Okay, I think so, I got it. So yeah, so I'm sitting here with my buddy Matt Dietz of Farmers Insurance. Um, you know, we're going to talk about social media and marketing and and Matt's business mostly. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that, dude. So you're let's you're you're you are in insurance. I am. I own a uh, farmers insurance agency. Mm-hmm. Been an owner since 2004. Started from scratch, and uh, first policy that I sold was my own. Nice. I made like you're, you're your own best client. I did. I made like thirty six dollars that day. Nice. It was outstanding. Nice. So of all, so tell me about this. Of of all the businesses to get into, why? Why, why insurance? That's a good question. Nobody grows up wanting to be an insurance agent, I don't think. Um, but there are some people that do. Uh, maybe one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mr. Farmer's son. Honestly, by, before I was an insurance agent, I, um, I worked on college campuses for five years. Yeah. I got a master's degree. And my, like my path was to go and work on college campuses and work my way up into maybe be like a dean of students or a provost, whatever a provost is or yeah. something like that. I just really enjoyed the energy of being on a college campus. Sure, sure, sure. The students, they really want to be there. They're, uh, they want to learn, and you're teaching people how to go from being a child to being an adult. Totally. It's an, it's an interesting, fun time. And being yeah. a part of that experience was very exciting to me. So, so I grew up outside of Chicago. I lived in western New York for a couple of years and got my master's degree at Buffalo State College. And I always wanted to live out west. And so I landed at Washington State University which is where I met my wife, and then we moved down to Idaho in 2001. Nice. And I kind of took the first job. That, it was time for me to get off of a college campus. Sure. Because I'd been on one for like You felt like that kind of ran like its course for you? Years. Yeah. Like, you can wear out your welcome. You know, you don't, you don't want to be the, I can appreciate the old that. guy on campus. Right, you know? right. I mean, you're just like, all right. Everybody stays the same age, but I'm getting older. <laughs> right. Totally, totally. Yeah, so I was like, all right. But I learned a lot. Um, I... I, I I learned a lot of skills. I learned a lot about myself, and I kind of wanted to see how that translated into the real world, honestly. And so, um, I kind of I took the first job that that was offered to me because I needed a job, and it was with Enterprise Rent a Car, nice. of all places. And they had a great management training program. Um, I worked for Enterprise for three years, which is a long time to work for that company. They are one of the largest employers of n- new college graduates. Because they, have, they yeah. offer kind of a sweet deal, yeah. and yeah. they'll give you some management experience. All I know about Enterprise Rent-A-Car is what I learned on uh, the brothers, the movie Step Brothers. They teach you to be your own boss or whatever, right? right? Yeah. Right. That's, a, <laughs> that's all I know about that. It's a little like that. Yeah. Um, but it's hard work. You're wearing a suit and tie, and you're washing cars. and Yeah. And, and washing cars in a suit and tie. Yeah. That's and crazy. It's hot here in the summer. <laughs> and it's cold <laughs> in the winter. So you're just, you know, it's, it, was, it was a mess. That's where I learned that I knew that, that I could sell. Sure. Because you have to sell their damage waiver. That's, That's their product. So whenever you rent a car, they're like, yo, do you want to buy our yep. damage waiver? Yep. Um, and I, I mean, I, as, you know, as somebody who travels a lot, you know, for work, I, I rent a lot of cars. And, and I can definitely tell the people who are into what they do and the people who aren't. Because the people that are into what they do, they really try to sell me on that damage waiver. Right. And uh, the vast majority of people, though, they're like, do you want it? I'm like, nope. They're like, all right, cool. I wouldn't get it either. Yes. Like, they don't care. <laughs> there, there are two things that still stick with me when it comes to what I learned from that company. One was the sales aspect. Mm-hmm. I, I'm competitive by nature. Um, and so I learned pretty early that I was good at it. I found my, myself kind of on the top of, you know, the city's sales numbers sure. like month after month and I yep. liked being there you totally. know and so I was like oh god I'm good at this and I'm with people who've been doing this longer than me and I'm beating them and that felt good to me plus that opens doors for you for you know for becoming an assistant manager or a branch manager so totally. you have to you have to do well if you want to excel in, yeah. that, in that the other thing was they had a rule that the phone couldn't ring more than two times before being answered sure and there are ebbs and flows of times in that business. Like Monday mornings are really, really, really busy. Uh, yeah. And like, 
like we would get in trouble if the phone rang three times. Yeah. And they would record our calls and they would we'd all sit around and listen to calls and Ugh. stuff like that. So phone etiquette became important. Good. But like you had to learn how to throw someone on hold and get the next call. Sure. Or th- and well, and deal with the people in the line standing in front of you at the same time, yeah. right? Hang oh, on a sec, I, I gotta get this. Totally. And some people hate that. Yeah. And I get it. But Ugh. like we were taught, this is a business. You got to do this. this. Is how we do it. You yeah. know, that guy's gonna give you his money, and so is the guy on the phone. Sure. Get them both. You we, know. Sure. So one's not more important than the other. Yeah. And now the phone thing, I, I still am affected by the phones like ringing in my office today. Like if my phone rings twice, and I got two people that work for me. Yeah. And it rings again. I just start getting twitchy. Right. I'm like, oh my God, someone answered the phone. Get this, it. I'm going to lose my mind. It's 15, stuff. 16 years ago. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, oh my God. They and really so ingrained I've, that in you. Yeah. I've needed some therapy, you know, to kind of get, th- totally. get through the phones. Yeah. And, uh, but it's important. I, I hate missing phone calls because it could be someone looking for insurance. Totally. Like, totally. You, that's how we get paid. So <clears throat> Absolutely. So, yeah, the phones. But that's funny about the, about the I mean, to, to the validation you just said about that. I, I always figured that in the car rental game, that's really how they made their money was selling you that insurance pure policy. Pure profit. Because that's so funny. So they, don't, so they don't necessarily make their money off renting the car, which they probably make some. No, it's like, it's the what they saw on the damage waiver is, they, they always said it's pure profit. Interesting. The other thing that, that was important that they taught me was um, during being taught on how to sell this product, yeah. they, they give you all the talking points and how to handle objections sure. and all that stuff, which is important. But, which any good sales training program will do. Yeah. yeah, but they told me to take three no's for every client. So I had to make a client say three times, no, I don't want to buy it Ugh. before I quit. Sure. And it's hard in the beginning, but after a while you just kind of know what to say and how to say it. Sure. And, you know, and that was really important from a sales standpoint. Absolutely. If yeah. you can move someone from a no to a maybe and from a maybe to a yes, like that that's is a, what separates a good salesperson. That's from the game. Yeah, that's just, the game. Yeah. So Understand that was Understand the game. Too. Interesting. So, so after enterprise, um, I learned I, I, I couldn't really go any farther in that company unless I wanted to move. Totally. I don't want to move from here. Yep. I love Boise. Sure. You know, so um, someone told me, Matt, I, I think you've got the skills to, to be an insurance agent. I was like, what are you talking about? You know, insurance? You want to be an insurance agent? <laughs> and so I was like, all right. I went and interviewed with a few companies, you know, farmers caught my eye and they told me that, you know, the beauty of being in insurance is that after a certain period of time, um, you know, you're making more money on the stuff that you sold than the new business that you're bringing in, Sure. you know? And so it's, it's, it's kind of like residual income. Yeah. So like if I have a client for 10 years, like you, you've been a client of mine for a long time. I have been. Every time you pay your auto insurance bill, mm-hmm. I get a little bit of that, you know? And yep. so, as that book of business grows, your income will grow. Mm-hmm. And um, what they told me early was like after five years of putting business on the books, you can kind of pull back. That's that's not necessarily that's not true anymore. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Maybe at one point in time it was like that. Right. Yeah. You know, I think back in the earlier days of this industry, there were people that would. Buy, well, that would build books of business, yeah. after, and, and maybe between years five and ten, they'd be like, "Cool, I've got, I'm making my X amount of dollars a year. I'm taking care of my people, yep. and that's cool." But I'm gonna but, go on vacation and play yeah. golf and hang out now. And yeah. that was fine back sure. then for our parents' insurance agents' generation. That seems very like 1950s, early 60s, like Mad Men style. To totally me. right. Yeah, you know, they're smoking in the office and totally, drinking, totally. and yeah, yep. and really not doing anything. But but in this age now, where of big business and companies like Farmers and State Farm and Allstate, you know, they want to grow and grow and grow and grow market share. Yep. And they don't like agents sitting on books of business and not growing. Sure. And so, and that's never been a problem for me. Yeah. I've always enjoyed the chase and going yep. after business and growing the business. Um, so, it, for some reason, being an insurance agent really aligned with my skill set. I really, I love running a business I like insurance, mm-hmm. you know, but I, what gets me out of bed every day is, is every day is different. There are new challenges every day. I have an opportunity to learn new stuff yep. every day, and it's I I love what I do. Yeah, I just, it's I'm lucky. Sure, which is cool, and, and obviously, I mean, and you do a really good job of that. I mean, it's clear, like you don't have to know you that long or like work with you for very long to understand that you you really do, you know, care about your clients and about your people. Sure. And at the end of the day, like in my business, mm-hmm. your business, and. I mean, name the business. Like it's about the people at the end of the day. Gotta and like, like, like for us, man. Like you know, I sell landscape architectural services. 
it's not about the landscape architecture. It's about the cool people that I get to work with and you know help them make more money at their business, be more sustainable, have an awesome backyard that they love. Like right. that's what it's about. Not about like the design stuff necessarily. You know, like you, it's not about like the policy. Right. It's about the people you're protecting. Right. Yeah. 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 And you you probably didn't grow up thinking you were going to be running in landscape architecture. I business. did not. No. Yeah. And here you are. Yeah. Here. Here I am. Here you are. And your yep. business is. Is doing incredible. How many people do you have working here for you today? Um, I think there are 16 of us currently. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Can you believe it? You are a boss I, of I, 16 I, I, people. Those, those poor people. Those poor people. Those poor bastards. <laughs> those poor bastards. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, got into insurance. Um, what you, I mean, there, 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 there are a lot of insurance people out there. There as, are a as lot. You know, a lot of, you know, different types, you know, there, you know, everybody knows there's different types of insurance. Not everybody does all types of insurance. What you have done, as far as I can tell, you know, with social media and with, you know, your, your different podcasts and with your stuff is stuff that no one else in your space is doing. And, and, and as someone who's, you know, kind of trying to do the same thing, man, I admire that so much. It, w- it was not that long ago, within the last couple of weeks, I saw somebody post a comment to one of your 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 LinkedIn posts about explaining insurance mm-hmm. that was like, hey, I'm I'm an insurance agent in Florida and I use your videos to show my clients all the time. Right. That is amazing. That's amazing. I think that is amazing. Yeah. It's uh I I've always enjoyed anything that has a screen and buttons for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I've always and I've also always enjoyed kind of recording I'm I've always liked kind of uh, journaling and writing and recording and I've played with all this stuff. When I was in when I was in college, for some reason, I bought. Remember, you know, we had Walkman growing yep, up, absolutely, right? Absolutely. You know, um, but remember, they had Walkman. They weren't even Walkman, but they were, they were recorders, and they were little, and they had yep. the little tapes. Totally. And I just thought those were freaking cool. You could put them in your pocket. You almost feel like James Bond. I was just a big dork like this, right? And so what I would do though is just for fun is I had this little recorder and I would hit record and I would just record my, I would journal that way. No way, as, as a kid. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and and I would bring it to, uh, to record events. Like, I did this in college, like when my buddies were turning like 21 and yeah. we'd go out to the bars. Yes. I'd bring it. And we That's would just so cool. we would just riff and talk and, and kind of record what was going on. <laughs> now this is like this is like prehistoric yeah. iPhone oh, shit, totally. right? You know, like like look, look this is like ninety five eight ish. Yeah, in there like somewhere. I graduated college in ninety six, yeah, and so okay. I was a freshman in ninety one, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. like so I still have a box of these these tapes and stuff like you that. You still have them? I still have them. Yes. No, I have to. I don't think I have the recorder anymore, but I could right. probably eBay it and find Dude, it. Dude, that's so sweet. So yeah, there's a ton of stuff out that's there. That's so cool. So I've always enjoyed that, and I, I bought like a little camcorder, yep. you know, with the little tapes, totally. like as soon as I could afford one. Yep. It was like five hundred and fifty dollars when I bought one yeah. of these. Um, but I took it everywhere, and I've always enjoyed that's that. So cool. I don't know why; it's just something that I've done. It's translated really well into the business world, absolutely, because I have an acumen for it. I enjoy doing it, and now when podcasts launched, I started doing. I started with two because why? Why just why? Do, what's better than one podcast? One, right? Two podcasts. So do two. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I did one on insurance. It's called Simply Explaining Insurance, yep. and I just released which you still do. I just released yeah. today my one hundred and fifteenth episode. One hundred fifteen. Yeah, and then the other one I did is similar to what we're doing right now. Is I love I love talking with small business owners. Yep. It's just you guys are my people. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and so why not talk about what makes us tick so that other people can learn from it? Totally. Right? So. The insurance one was interesting. I figured I had about twenty episodes in me. Sure. I was like, I don't, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to talk about insurance. Right. And I almost. I mean, did. it's insurance. Yeah. What, what is there to say? Yeah. <laughs> and I figured I would run out of stuff to talk about, and I figured no one would listen. Yeah. Which gave me the freedom to just do whatever I want. Sure. I'm like, no one's going to listen to this. Might as so, well just. Might so, as well be super so, honest. So let's have fun with it. Totally. And be yourself. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, but what I learned was after I kind of was running out of stuff that was that I thought would be good, the content started coming to me through my business yeah. by the questions that my customers were asking sure. regularly. Yeah. So anytime a customer asks me a question that I haven't been asked before, and it still happens every week. That's awesome. I'm still. Like, I'm like, you still get questions all the time. They're like, oh, nobody's ever asked me that. Yeah. That's awesome. Check this one out. Yeah. I, I had a client call up last summer, and she was like, hey, um, my dog got out last night, and caught a skunk and brought it into my house and it skunked all over the house. Yeah. Is that covered on my insurance policy? <laughs> like this is the stuff that yes. I get regular. I'm like podcast episode. Totally. I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. So 
What is the answer to that? Is that covered? No, no, it's not covered. Nope. No, it's, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, you, sorry, lady, you don't you don't have the skunk policy. So I'll tell you the other thing that that this podcast has done wonders for me was that I'm not going to put out content that is uh, that is false you know so I have to find out the answers sure sure. so it's helped me get in touch with people in my company that know the answers for sure yeah I'm not guessing about this stuff I'm calling like my senior claims adjusters and I'm saying hey when this happens is their coverage yeah and I get their answer and I write it down and I record the episode that's awesome so all this information that I'm getting has really made me a better agent because I'm finding the answers from the source I'm not guessing I'm not trying to figure it out um, I'm going to the source of the people, or I'm going to the people that have the real answers. The definitive answer, and yeah. I'm, and I'm putting it out there. That's so cool. And that's really been invaluable because it helps me be more confident about my product. Totally. And it positions me as like the true expert in my field. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I, I would imagine the, the, you know, the big, the big wigs at, at Farmers have got to love you for doing this. Yeah. I'm, they, they've got to think you're just the best thing ever. Yeah. And no, no one... Because, I, I mean, is there anybody else, like, in your farmer's network doing what you do? Not in this part of the country. Yeah. I know that. Now, podcasts are becoming way more accessible. Sure. You know, um, they're easier to do now. Um, but, uh, but no, not... There are a handful... Of, the, the insurance podcasts that I'm seeing out there are more about, like, some agency owners are deciding to do some podcasts on what it's like to be an agency owner. Sure. And that's invaluable, too. Sure. You know? And I encourage other insurance agents to do a podcast like this, too, because I'm doing this to kind of show that I'm the expert here in Idaho. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if the dude from Oklahoma listens to it. You sure. know, I can't sell them insurance. You right. Know? Um, but... I'm using it as content to put out in my network so people see, oh my God, all this guy does is talk about insurance and talk about insurance. And Dude talk, loves insurance. Like, oh my God, all he does is talk about insurance. Yeah. And so, so you know, and it, I've been doing it for five years now. For five so. years, that's crazy. Well, yeah. and like I said, I mean, that does nothing but, which, which, I, which I think so many business people, I mean, in, in my little world, you know, architecture and engineering and construction, like if, if there were some architects or some contractors doing that, like, like to, you know, show their credibility and their expertise. Like that would just be so cool. Yeah, we live in such an interesting, exciting time where everybody can do this because we all carry supercomputers in our pockets. Right. You know. Right. And so anybody can throw and record. And and it's funny because some of the stuff that I've searched on for YouTube. Yeah. Like you can find a fix for anything. Oh, totally. Like so for example, I have I have a fountain pen. Like I'm a pen dork, right? I mm-hmm. like big, heavy pens that you could like either use as a weapon if you need to. Signing big deals, man. You gotta yeah. have a fancy pen. You know, throw it through a plate glass window, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like big pens. Well, I had this fountain pen that that wasn't writing, and I couldn't figure it out. So, what do you do? You go to the YouTube's, right? And of you're course. Like, you know, how do you fix the fountain pen? And there's like, there are there's the fountain pen guy who's doing the video, showing yeah. the fountain pen, and like, what a crazy world we live in, right? right? Like, oh, totally. Ten years ago, what are you doing? How, what are you doing? You take it to the office store and hope somebody knows how to fix right. it, or, or you, yeah, or you that just guy doesn't know, or how to you do just it. don't use it anymore. Right. Yeah, so I mean, like, every dude, same thing. Every, every, I feel bad that I never like give back because I've watched so many of those videos, like on how to like, like I had this car one time and it, like I had to change the headlight and I could like I just could not get to it, and so yeah. I like literally YouTube search like how to get to the headlight in this car, and this dude like made this crazy like forty five minute video of how to you know remove all this other stuff, and it seems crazy, but you got to get under the car now and like take this thing off and all that. I'm like, oh my god, I never would have thought of that. But and I feel bad because I've never made an explainer video like that, but I feel like I should give back. But yeah. I don't know. But I don't know if I'm an expert in anything enough to do that. You know what I mean? Well, you're you're good at marketing and you're good at sales. So sure. like you can totally sell yourself and you know, you could about your business today, yeah. you could talk for days about oh, what's sure. important sure, about sure. that. And that's But it's but it, but but just getting that video on how to, you know, do this headlight thing is so cool. That's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> you could, and so so it's I think there are so many people that are that are not taking the opportunity with with the tools that are available and freaking it's free yeah it's seriously yeah it's ridiculous it is you know i mean we're living in a in a a point in time where where all this stuff is available available for free and i think as long as as you're trying and you're putting content out there you know um you know that's all that really matters it's not going to be perfect some of it's going to suck but i think if you keep going i've seen so many people start a podcast 
and then just stop. Yeah. For whatever reason. I mean, a blog, a Twitter account, whatever. It's yeah. easy to do. It's easy. And in, in, in my world, you know, I see a lot of you know architects and contractors, you know, you know, set up a you know Instagram account or you know, you know what, you know, name the social media, whatever, and you know, a Twitter account and tweet or post like three photos and be like, oh, it doesn't work. Oh. I didn't get any business. You know, nobody called me. Oh, dude, that's not how it works, Stuff man. It takes years. Yeah, it takes a long. You're building a brand. Like you can't. This isn't like this isn't a bus ad or it's not a billboard. Like you don't put it up and then just wait for the phone to ring. No, and that's the other thing I've learned too is like patience is so important. Yes. Like you shouldn't expect anything with this stuff for like a year. And if you get anything in that first year, it's a gift. Absolutely. You know? Unless Absolutely. you are pumping out so much a ton content, of content. Yeah. Then maybe you'll get recognized a little bit sooner. But yeah, the people that throw out seven posts or eight tweets or something yeah. like that, and they're like, nobody's paying attention. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, this is stupid. Like, eh, it just doesn't. You because do, you, you don't get it, man. You're not following enough people. You're not. Yeah. You yeah. Just, you just don't get it. No. Nope. Yeah. You're so still... the people that are on the front edge of this stuff and doing it consistently, because I think with some of the stuff that I'm doing with the podcasting and the videos that I do and stuff like that, I yeah. do think that, that, I mean, my industry it has a lot of dinosaurs in it. There are a lot of older guys that are in this industry. You name the industry and it's like that, man. Yeah. Right. And so, so as the new generation is coming up, yeah. as the 20-year-olds are becoming agency owners and the 30-year-olds who have grown sure. up with these things in their crib, yeah. you know, they're going to be doing it, you know, and it's going to feel organic and it's going to feel natural for them. But I've been doing it longer than them. If I can do it consistently, I've already got the following. Absolutely. I've got kind of a leg up on that stuff. Big time. And they're probably going to be doing things at some point that that I haven't done yet. Yeah. You know? And but, they'll be like, oh, that's so crazy. Why would anybody spend their time doing that? Right. Yeah. And that won't be the old guys. Right. right? Fax machine? Why would anybody <laughs> want to send a fax? <laughs> When What's you can just this? call someone on the phone. No one's going to watch a hologram, you know? Yeah. Someday. Hologram, like Princess yeah. Princess Leia's on tables. You exactly. Know, yeah, yeah that'll, that'll be us. Just naysaying the new stuff. Right. When I was young. <laughs> All we had to do was pull out our iPhone and make Remember a video. podcast. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> YouTube videos, mm-hmm. the days. All I had to do was send a simple tweet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember the Twitters? Ah, uh, the Twitters. So I want to talk about Twitter for a sec, dude. Yeah. Uh, you and I have both been Twitter people for a long time. Uh, I sort of got over Twitter for a little bit, and is I think a lot of people kind of did. Yeah. I feel like Twitter right now is kind of, not necessarily like nationwide or globally or whatever, but I feel like in our little town of Boise right now, I feel like Twitter is it has a little bit of a resurgence. I think you're right. I think I've seen a little bit more activity from people that are willing to interact. Yeah. You know, like they did seven, eight years totally, ago. Totally, totally. And maybe it's because they miss it, or maybe I'd like to think it's because they're trying to change Twitter because it's such a dumpster fire. You know, there are pe- there's so much negativity out there yep. and people that are just piling on and piling on and you can get sucked into a negative post. And it's just, it's, it's disheartening sometimes to see all that. But yes, I do think that there have been um, a, more of a willingness from, from people here to willing to engage and respond yeah. and just be positive again. And that's Twitter. totally what I've noticed too, where, you know, for a long time, that's what Twitter was, where, you know, it, I mean, I, every time I would pull my phone out, you know, f- you know, four or five, six years ago, like I would end up in this like super fun conversation with people in my town that I didn't really know right. that I would end up probably being friends with at some point, mm-hmm. you know, and I've made so many cool friends in Boise from Twitter that I would have never known otherwise. But it, there for a minute, it sort of became this thing where everybody would just like post an article to or whatever, and there was no engagement. It was just a place where people would just dump stuff. Yeah. You know, just park shit there. Like, look at this thing, look at this thing, look at this thing. And, and that's not fun or interactive for anybody. And then, you know, along come Instagram where it's photos of the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, as much as I love Instagram as a you know, photographer, I love Instagram. And, you know, I spend a lot of time on Instagram and I, and I like it. But I like the interactional nature of Twitter so much better. And so to feel like like more people in Boise are coming back to that like makes me so happy. Yeah, it's definitely more conversational. Yeah. And it's interesting because I kind of trended towards Instagram the last couple of years because yeah. it's where everybody was hanging out, totally. really. Totally. Um, and it's been good, but you're right. It's not conversational. Mm-mm. It's just like, hey, uh, whatever. You know, great picture. Ha ha. This or that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I do think that... Twitter- cool guy emoji. Yeah, Instagram I think has evolved where it's been more open, where it's not just a picture. I think, I think what people are doing well on Instagram is they are they're writing some good content in the body Absolutely. to explain it or to tell. It, it's becoming a, like a storytelling tool, yeah. which is powerful. Yeah. You know, people are drawn to stories, and you know it makes the images that much more powerful. So I think if people are, I'm drawn to photos that have an explanation, totally. other than just like a 
picture of a cup of coffee. Right. You could tell a kick-ass story about with a caption. Mmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, Hot look, coffee. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Cool. Like, right, cool, man. I'm yeah. not even gonna heart that. Yeah. yeah. Not even. Yeah, and then LinkedIn has also been a place that's had a huge resurgence. Big time, I big think. time, it's it's totally. Because there for a while, LinkedIn, like years ago, like was was super hot and super awesome, and it kind of fell off. And I, and I don't and I don't I don't I don't even know why. But but yeah, but they I don't know if it's because you know the the new acquisition by Microsoft in the last couple of years, or whatever. But yeah, LinkedIn, like like every blog that I follow, like all this stuff, like LinkedIn is is so hot right now. Yeah, it's a it's where the professionals hang yeah, out. Yeah. And which, which, which. I mean, I've always known that. And I know you've probably always known that too. Yeah. Like I've always, like I don't use LinkedIn anymore or any less right now than I ever have. Yeah, LinkedIn is really, like I said, you, you take a different tone when you totally, hang out on totally. LinkedIn. Whereas on Facebook or Instagram, you can kind of, you can almost be. Dude, I love it when somebody posts like something political <laughs> or something about their kids or just something like not professional and every piles on keep like, this shit off of like, LinkedIn hey, this is for Facebook this is for Facebook yeah post. dude that just cracks me up when I see that shit I just, just make like, oh, oops you just got whoopsie yeah I yeah no more cat photos on, on LinkedIn man oh my god it's yeah, funny like, and then they'll even try and defend it they're like no this is part of my business <laughs> right Matt. And you're like, are you a veterinarian no then keep the cats off of there yeah it's so funny I know so funny so so, so tell me about, um, I know you are, you know, I, I, I saw a post that you put up, you know, earlier today or yesterday, I think it was, about kind of your, your 2020 goals. And yeah. I know one of them was, was a, a training course. Yes. Tell me about that, because I think that's awesome. Yeah, I started, let's see, I, I have a background in training and education yeah. from back, way back when I worked on college campuses. Like I said, I was, I was involved with helping people understand how to turn from kids to adults and so we trained student leaders how to be leaders we taught them communication we taught them even some management stuff um, That's so cool and uh, how to handle hard conversations you know because I was the boss of, of, of RAs which were the because I lived on, on campus and I was uh, uh, I was a residence hall director was yeah. my job and so I had a dorm with 300 freshmen in it and my staff were the RAs that lived on each floor yeah. and so they had to monitor you know so they they had a hard job I was Whenever RA. I hear the term the term RA or resident advisor I think of Polly Shore totally. I cannot not think of Polly Shore what was was that son-in-law That was son-in-law yeah, yeah. I'm the resident advisor I, know, I was a resident <laughs> advisor you know and it's a, it's an interesting job cuz you have to be like part camp counselor yeah. and part like cop <laughs> Totally <laughs> a, That's a tough That's a tough line to walk I thing. can't imagine yeah it's, it's hard so you have to you know if someone's drinking you got to write them up and you got to get them in trouble if they're yeah. being loud after quiet hours you got to write them up for that anyway and then you have to go back and smooth it over the next day right you still gotta be cool yeah you know so anyway you have to train them how to have confrontation skills and how to communicate with each other how to handle roommate disputes all that stuff's pretty high level totally totally especially for kids who are out of the out of the house for the first first time time, yeah absolutely so i have this training background and over the past 15 years i've built this this pretty kick-ass insurance business Absolutely. you know yeah. and i do things very differently than my peers for sure and my agency is very unique here in town and uh, so i wanted to take these two skill sets that i have of building a business and training and and build a course to teach newer agents how to do it yeah and so i came up with this idea sometime the second half of last year I talked to a bunch of people. I was like, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think this is something that would work? I got enough feedback from people that said, yes, our industry is starving for extra training. Yeah. Um, and you should do it and you should do it now. And I was nice. like, like, okay. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> here so, we go. So I've had all this practice with, with videos and audio and stuff like that, just yep. doing it in my, my business and teaching people about insurance. Now I want to teach agents how to be agents. And so I built out this 10-month course. Um, it's an online course. I'm sure you've seen them. You can purchase oh, yeah. courses online for anything yep. these days. <clears throat> and we landed on a, a platform called Podia, which is kind of like Teachable. I mean, there there's no shortage of places where you can host this stuff. Sure. Which is, again, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, you can do this for almost nothing. I mean, it's like 80 bucks a month I can host this thing. It's just so crazy. It's silly. Yeah. And so you load up these videos. And, and then... Um, I got to a point where I needed to build out the course, and so I decided I needed to build it out on four things. Sales, um, there are four pillars, really. Sales, there's marketing, um, because those are totally different skill sets. Yep. Um, 
The third one is uh, staff. Um, every good agency needs to have some help staff. Sure if they want to grow past a certain point. Totally. You do have some solo agents that are just doing it on their own, but you can only grow so big. Yeah, yeah. One person only has so much bandwidth no matter what it is they're doing. Yeah. And then the third one is um, like customer service and retention because we need to keep our clients. Sure. So those are the four pillars. And then, so I just started riffing and I started like, all right, what, what do I know about all of these things? And I just started writing like free form. I'm like, and, and I came up with like, really like 50 different modules nice. to teach. And Crazy. I started putting them in each one. And then I started categorizing them on what order these should come out in and how they should build on, on each other. And um, it got to a point where I needed some, I needed some help. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, I could probably do it all by myself, but I think I could do it quicker if I hired like a project manager. Sure. So I found someone that that's, uh, came as a referral and I-, I so, Somebody local? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And um, I just needed him to make it Pretty, yeah, essentially. Because totally. I didn't know. Again, I needed to brand it, and and with each video, there's going to come with a different like like a PDF. So I've got like checklists and calendars and spreadsheets and all this yeah, stuff that they awesome. need. Yeah. And I didn't. I, like I said, I could have done it, but I didn't want to. I wanted someone to do that work for me. Totally, totally. And make it look pretty and yep. make it look professional and make it look like a real deal. Yeah. And so and not have to physically do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he's done a great job. And we launched really like a week ago. That's awesome. And now it's a matter of trying to sell it. Sure. And <clears throat> that's going to be that's going to be uh, my challenge this year. Because like I said, like any like any website, like any podcast, like any product, like you can design and make it, but no one's gonna know it's there unless, unless you get it in the Abs right hands. Absolutely. So I'm working on trying to get it in front of, um, I'm using kind of my natural organic network within my company. Sure. There are, uh, there's a, um, there's a position called a district manager, which they're responsible for like hiring and training new agents. So they're perfect. That seems like somebody they would like and appreciate. Mm. Yeah. Like so us. I'm reach. I'm. I've started reaching out to district managers and trying to get in their ear. I mean, yeah. like, I have a resource that I think would be good for you. Yeah. I, I mean, have they been pretty receptive to it so far? Like I, I started like yesterday. Like nice. I just started. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so it's tough. I'm trying to figure out how because we all get bombarded and asked by stuff, but asked to buy stuff every day. Totally. And it's tough to pop it. I, I don't want to be popping into people's. LinkedIn box and being like, "Hey, I'm a farmer's agent." So we automatically have a connection because I'm kind of, I'm kind of, well, I'm, I'm absolutely targeting farmers district managers first because sure. they'll they'll read something from me. Absolutely, because I'm a farmer's yep. agent. Because that, that makes you know, there's a sense. brotherhood there or whatever. Totally, you totally. know, so they call this guy's We're on the same agent. team. Yeah, but I'm not going to just blow up their their inboxes and be like, "Hey, here's a product. I want you to help me sell it. Buy my stuff, dude." Yeah. So what I started to do was I messaged all of them a link to my insurance podcast first. Nice. And I'm like, look, this is something I've been building for five years. Mm -hmm. It's free. Here is some feedback that I got from some other agents, like the one you read. Yeah. I used a clip of that and put it in this message. And nice. I'm like, Here's what an agent from Georgia said yeah. about my podcast. Right. It's helped him learn how to talk about insurance better. So cool. it's, heard, it's helped him learn about product and how to explain it to customers. I said, I said, this is a free resource that I've built over the past five years. I just want you to be aware of it. You know, send it out to your agents. It will help your agents and their staff mm -hmm. just be more knowledgeable about insurance. And, and their clients. Right. I mean, if they, yeah, if they can't talk about it, have them just send them the link right. to the thing. Yeah. So I'm giving them that to kind of grease the wheels. Nice. I'm like, oh my God, this guy just sent me this and look at this great resource. Look at and all maybe this I'll stuff. use it. Yeah. So my plan is then to circle back around and be like, hey, can I get you on the phone? You know that podcast I gave you. I'm also working on something else yeah, that yeah. I want to that I, that I want to share with you. And so the plan is to give them access to the course, the district manager's access to the course for like 30 days, sure. So they can see it. Yep. Because they're not gonna they're not gonna throw something in front of their agents that that they don't think is good and that uh, is worthless. Sure. You know? Or they're not familiar with or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So um, so the next step is going to be to reach back out to them after I've given them something for free and hopefully they'll be more apt to listen than if I just hit them up with, with an ask. Hey, buy right my away. stuff, yeah. Yeah, so the challenge now is gonna be getting it in front of agents um, and you know getting people to buy it. Nice. 
So it's been fun. Like the, so the creative cool. part of it is, is super fun. Yeah. Because it's just everything that I've learned over the past 15 years. That's so crazy. Dude, that's and, so cool. And so it's just I hit record on my computer and I'll just talk about everybody. All the stuff that I talked about is going to seem arbitrary to an agent who's been around for 10 or more years. Sure, They're sure. going to be like, well, no shit, Matt. Yeah. You know? we, um, we, this, is, this is known. But yeah. everything that I talk about in there, at some point in time, I didn't know about. I had to learn about it, sure. you know, and it was all the stuff I'm talking about is stuff that that newer agents need to be told at some point in their career. Totally. But I'm also doing things in there that even older, uh, more seasoned agents aren't doing. Like I'm going to teach agents how to do a podcast. Yeah. I'm going to teach them how to work on LinkedIn and how to do Instagram. So cool. And how, yeah. So the social aspect is something that I love and that I thrive at. I want to teach others because people in my industry don't do a good job on social. Sure. Just like probably many people in your industry. Very don't few do a very few do a good, good job, job on yeah. social. You know, and I think it's a wildly missed opportunity. Without a doubt. Yeah. And so I'm gonna teach them like don't treat social like a bulletin board and a bus station. Right. Like I hate that. You yeah. know? Hey, buy my insurance. Hey, why don't you have life insurance? Like I see, I, I cringe. <laughs> why don't you? Have why don't you have life insurance? Did you know that you're stupid because you don't have life insurance? You know, there's yeah. just they don't they don't get it. You know, and so we live in a in a business economy right now where you kind of have to be given out free information totally. to earn clout, mm -hmm. and then people will want to do business with you because they know that you know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Instead of just going for the ask all day yep. you know absolutely and so, so that's the kind of stuff that I'll be teach, teaching how to staff how to hire what interview questions that's to use sweet. you know how to fire yeah you know how to build a case to let someone go well and, and that stuff obviously that, that, that is super applicable to you know very directly other farmers insurance agents but that's stuff that translates to all other businesses too mm. I mean I mean that's I mean I, I see that as being way bigger than just insurance agents yeah and I built the course to be Kind of benign to just farmers agents. Yeah, like this course is, will be just as valuable to an Allstate agent or a state. Totally. Farmer. So totally. there's nothing. There's nothing that says farmers. There's no proprietary farmers information in no, there anywhere. It's whatever. All just and me. Yeah. You know, I formed an LLC. Nice. Deets Academy. You know, whatever. The Deets Academy. I like yeah, it. Yeah. It's it's uh, agency launch I think we call it agencylaunch.net is where you'll find like the landing page and then there'll be a link that you can go and yeah, like, cool. purchase the course and stuff like that. Yeah, that's but, awesome. But you know how to handle tough conversations with clients when they're upset. Yeah. You know how to sell a product that's more expensive based on value, sure. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And so there's just there's just so much in there that's been really important to my success. I just want I want to teach I want to be able to teach it. Yeah. And so it's been really fun building it thinking about it and how should I say this and yeah I've had a lot of fun putting it together and so it's that's, out and it's alive that, dude, that's cool man I mean I mean I mean I think I mean I, I know a lot of people I know a lot of salespeople I, th I mean you are the right person to do this I mean you're clearly a very good salesperson but like if I was to meet you and not know you I wouldn't think you were a salesperson like you don't come across like salesy Thank or you. whatever at all so yeah. so I so you clearly I mean you are doing the right thing that's always been the balance for me is I never wanted to be we know what salesy looks like. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. you know, you just want to be real. And my approach with sales has always been just educate. Yeah. Just teach. Yeah. You know, and then and then make the consumer part of the buying process. Mm -hmm. You know, make them feel like they are buying what's right for them based on what you're teaching them. Yep. You know, and you earn, uh, you know, you earn their business because you're helping them protect what they've worked hard to earn. In Absolutely. my case, you Absolutely. know, so yeah. So yeah, so this sales, I've studied sales and marketing. I didn't, I don't have an MBA. Right. You know, I, this was the first business that I ever started. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. And so I'm self-taught with all, so I read sales books. Totally. Zig all, Ziggler, the, all the Gittimer stuff. Gittimer and yep. all this stuff. I, was, I remember going to a bookstore way back in the day and I'm like, I gotta learn how to do this shit, right? <laughs> well, here's some you books. Know? Where's the business part? And I'm like, well, this book looks good. And yeah. so I started reading this and, Recently, I've started, I, I continue to read about like marketing because it fascinates me. Um, but like storytelling and mm -hmm. persuasion and stuff like that is sure. really something that I'm, I'm really interested in. Um, 
because people have been telling stories for thousands of years. Absolutely. It's how we've traded information back and forth. Totally. And it's no different today than it has been over the past like 2,000 years. We just have kick-ass tools to be able to do it in a fun way. Sure. In a fun, splashy way. Sure. You know, like we're doing right now. Yeah. You know, literally. Yeah. On, like we're on, telling on this stories iPad. Yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, or in, uh, in a blog or in a photo. Totally. You know, or yep. whatever. So telling stories is, is just the best way to, to engage with no, someone. I, 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 t- I totally agree. Yeah. And it's, but it's challenging. I, I've had to change the way that I market, too, because I've found that there are times where I'm just putting out information, you know, without a story. Sure. But the story's just going to engage people, you know, at a deeper level and make them feel it. Yeah. So yep. that's what's been a fun challenge. Yeah. So for, you know, we're talking about new insurance agents or, you know, new business people, you know, in, in general, what, what would you recommend, you know, somebody who's, who's just starting an agency, just starting a business, like where, like where would you recommend somebody like with any marketing sales stuff, where would you recommend they start? I think that there are, I think it's kind of like fighting a two front war. Yeah. I think you have to have a sense of urgency to sell something today. Totally. To get paid. Totally. And you have to do some things that maybe are unnatural to you in the beginning. Yep. You have to ask people for their business. Yeah. And so let's take my industry. You know, every everybody is a potential client. Sure. And that should be comforting to the right person. Absolutely. Right? It scares the hell out of other people. Right. You know. For, I mean, I mean, for someone like me who's a marketer, saying anybody can be my client, I'm I, like, I want to laugh at that. Right. But 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 I've never been insurance, and clearly everybody has insurance. Yeah. So like, I could walk out your door right here, and there are ten people out there, and I, if I was brand, <laughs> if I was brand new, yeah, it would be smart for me to be like, hey. Who's your auto insurance with? Totally. And have 10 conversations, walk out of here with hopefully two or three people that want to quote, yep. and that's how I would do it. Totally, But totally. you have to have the stones to ask. You know, complete strangers. Yeah. Because you're going to run through your natural market in like four Quickly. days. Sure. You know, and then you're like, well, Where do I find I've asked people? all my aunts and uncles. Right, yeah. You know? I, I don't have very many cousins. I don't so. have any more friends to ask. Like, what do I do? Yeah. So you have to put yourself in some uncomfortable situations and you have to be able to ask and you have to be able to do it again and again yep. and again. Absolutely. And there are hundreds of ways to do this, right? Mm-hmm. You can ask the person who's pumping gas next to you at the gas station or the person in front of you, you know, who's buying groceries because you're just standing there reading the stupid tabloid magazines anyway, yep. you know, or you can get involved with a networking group. That's kind of like the next level, yes. right? Um, so you, you just have to ask everybody that you know and everybody that you don't know mm-hmm. if they're open to a quote. Yep. You have to practice, you have to know how to respond, you have to know how to chase them. So you have to be able to put business on the books right away. And then the other thing you have to do is you have to do, so that that's what I call short-term marketing, like just ask everybody. Yeah. And, and then there's long-term marketing where you're building relationships with referral, potential referral sources. Totally. And so you have, and this takes years. Yes. It just takes years. Okay? Absolutely. So, I needed to build relationships with mortgage brokers because they have to have homeowners insurance to close a loan. Sure. It's a formal part of their process. Yep. Um, so I needed to align with mortgage brokers be like, hey, if you need anyone for insurance, I'm your guy. And yep. that's that's hard too. You have to learn how to do that because those guys are getting hit up every week. by, sure. by and, they, and they all have somebody they've worked with for a while. Right. And yeah. So you either have to find... I always thought finding someone who's new in the industry, new... I wanted to align with new mortgage brokers when I was new mm-hmm. because we both kind of had the same goals to grow our businesses. Yep. And you might not have a relationship yet if you're a new mortgage broker. And so we'll be like, yo, let's help each other out. Totally. And so that was what I did. I wanted to find new people. And they didn't know anyone yet. Sure. They didn't have a relationship. Yep. If they did, you'd want to be like, look, if your guy can't get a job done or they can't get you what you need for one reason or another just think of me yeah you know or I'd love to be your second call yeah totally totally. and then at some point in time you have to have the mindset that you are going to eventually outlast whoever they're using absolutely absolutely Um, so when that person quits or retires yep you're just there waiting yeah or like I said it's too busy or whatever happens to not answer they don't answer the phone in two rings or whatever and Yeah. yeah but it's just the law of big numbers yep 
you got to get in front of 50 mortgage people totally. to get three. Yep. If you have three people feeding you business regularly, that's really good for your business. Sure, sure. And then you just have to do what you say you're going to do. Yep. You got to get them what they need. You got to get it fast. And so those, so you want you want short term and, and long term. You know, with the social media stuff, if you're a new agent, you know, just being consistent and posting good information on what people need to know about insurance. Is, and again, that's a long term play. Yeah. So that they just keep seeing that. Oh, this guy keeps talking about insurance and blah 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 blah. And just it's just building relationships with the right people. Totally. It's really well, and I think what you said about about you know your your immediate network. I've I've got a buddy. I've I've, I've probably told you the story, but I, I'll I'll tell it again. Yes. A buddy of mine, general contractor, grew up kind of in the general contracting world. Ended up starting, you know, long story short, ended up starting his own firm, um, general contracting company. You know, he, you know, he builds commercial projects. You know, not residential stuff. You know, he'll do a TI for a, you know, flower store. You know, whatever. Right. You know, co- commercial stuff. Um, his mom was and probably still is a a big wig at a bank. She did not under fully understand what her son was doing. She hired his direct local competitor oh. to build a brand new bank branch oh my God, in their town no. because his mo- his own mom did not fully understand that he could do the same thing. Oh. So so yeah. So I mean, to that point, it's like, like a making Shakespearean sh- tragedy. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, yeah. In in the worst way, yeah, yeah. So making sure those people closest to you really fully understand what you do is mm-hmm. is so important, and and to remind them, yeah. is super important. The thing about being consistent, whether it's just being in front of people regularly or even being on social media, is that in my industry and probably an industry like yours, people don't think about their insurance on a day-to-day basis, No, period. And I always said, like, people think about insurance maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. And they think about it when they get maybe their bill, yeah. and they look at it and they're like, Jesus, that looks more than it used to be, right. or whatever. What the hell? And maybe I should shop. And as soon as that happens, sure. they need to think, they're gonna think, who else do I know? And you need to be the person that they know. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. And the other time that could happen is if there's a claim or if something happens within their insurance or their product and something doesn't go right and they're pissed at their agents. Yeah. Who else do I know? Like you need to be the one they know. If their agent doesn't call them back, yeah. why isn't he calling me back? Who else do I yeah, know? Who, yeah, who else is like there? Yeah. The, you need to be kind of omnipresent and you need they need to know who you are and what you do and, and what you're good at absolutely and so being top of and that's hard you just have oh, to, yeah. you just have to be everywhere oh everywhere all the time and it's yeah. it's exhausting but <laughs> it can be I mean, I mean i have people say that to me all the time the dude you're everywhere or whatever and I'm not. I'm usually at home or in this office. Like I'm not everywhere. Right. I'm in two places. I, I, I try to go as few places as I can most most days. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of what I would tell kind of you know yeah. anyone starting out. And it's just it's it's so much harder than than you, it's always it's always harder than you think it's going to be. Sure. Um, you have to be incredibly patient. And then from the sales standpoint too, like you have to really enjoy chasing people. Absolutely. You have Absolutely. to. You have because again. The thing I've learned too is if someone finally is like, oh, my insurance agent's not calling me back, who do I know? And then they do call me for a quote and I get them a quote, like that period of time, there's a shelf life on that buying, on that buying period of time. Sure. Where if it goes like a week, like they might not care anymore. Right. And, and that, that'll go away. So I, as the agent, have to be really, I have to really enjoy following up and following up mm-hmm. and following up. And the re, and I, and I'll do it too. If you give me license to chase you, I will never leave you alone. In a in a ninja way, right? Though. No, like I so I I am familiar with that because you are my insurance guy, <laughs> and you have sold me some new insurance fairly recently. And you know, it, and and I'm I know I'm not unique in this where I'm thinking about you know some new insurance stuff, some different stuff. But it's like I said, it's not necessarily like. I don't wake up every morning thinking, I'm, I'm going to get this new insurance thing yeah. done today, whatever. So, you know, meetings come up, work stuff comes up, phone rings, you know, whatever. I'm responding to emails, and it just kind of gets pushed off. Yeah. But you've always done a really good job of following up and making sure, like, hey, man, if you really want to do this, like, we need to do this. Like, there's... Yeah, you're a great example yeah. of my tenacity. We started Absolutely. this because you had some life changes, and yep. you had a product that, that that I know you needed, and yep. you knew you needed. So so there was a moment where where everything aligned for us because I knew you needed this and mm-hmm. so did you. Yep. And that's an important, that's that's the first hurdle, right? Yep. It's like, okay, so I know Christian needs this. Um, when can we get together? Well, let's hit me back in a month. Yeah. Cool. 
hit me back next month. Cool. Hit me back in another <laughs> month. Cool. All right. Yep. And then nothing. And then so. And I don't want to be boss. But but the thing is, I know that you need it, and so do you. And yeah. so that. And I know I'm not going anywhere. Right. And so I, I, I was able to get comfortable with me. Like, all right. Well, this is going to happen. I'm not going to nag him too hard. I'm right. just going to. I'm going to pop up. As soon as you forget about me, and that's my goal. No, you know? and, and, and and that was exactly it. And and I and I mean, as a salesperson, obviously, I knew and appreciated what you were doing because, because like I said, like I, I knew I needed to do it. You knew I needed it, but you know, the way life goes sometimes, like I don't have, yeah. like I just I don't want to focus. I don't want to think about this right now. I'm right. trying to do work stuff or whatever. One one thing you did do though that that I that I meant to ask you about. I don't remember if it was a text or an email. You sent me a video text or email, which yes. I thought was super cool. Yes. Which I thought was which no one had ever sent that to me before. I've seen like an Instagram ad or something about it before, but you actually use that. Yeah. Is that something that you're like currently using a bunch? I started using it last year. It's a it's a product called Bomb Bomb. Yeah. And it's uh it's just a video email thing where it, it, can, it was an email. Yeah. Okay. I could remember uh, the text. I could text too though. Yeah. It, it, cool. Uh, you can do it both ways. Right. So it's uh you can send an email to anybody yep. or a text and it can be a video of me talking to you yes and there's so many uses for this product that I've used it for sales yeah like for you I was like what's up because now you're I'm not just shooting you a text yeah I'm not just leaving you a voicemail I can see your face I'm, I'm talking like, to you uh, I'm, I'm at I know yeah. I need to call you back dude <laughs> right. now, now he's talking to me right you know? right he's looking me in, like I can see <laughs> right. him looking in my eyes like, okay so psychologically, it just brings things a little bit closer to 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 being real. You know, totally, like, totally. Oh, Matt, he's actually spent yeah. the, you know he spent the time to record this, and now he sent it and yep. stuff like that. But man, I've used it to send out um, um, uh, like proposals for insurance. So if someone that I've never met before calls my agency and yeah. says I need a quote for a home, I'll work up the quote. I'll send them the quote. I'll do a screen share. Yeah. And my little face is in the corner, cool. and I'm walking them through it. That's like this sweet. is what this coverage is, and 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 it's. I try to keep it to like a couple minutes. Sure. You know, people's attention spans really short. Absolutely. Um, but they see me. They get a sense of what I am. They can see that maybe I'm personable and that I know what I'm talking about. Yep. And I send it away. I've closed some pretty good deals that way. That's cool. And, I mean, stuff that you think you would have or maybe not closed otherwise without using it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, it's just a great way to introduce yourself. You can do it. If I go and I do it for current clients too. If they call up or they send me an email and they're like, hey, man, I got a question. Do I need to buy the rental car insurance when yeah. I rent a car? I could shoot them a video. Hey, Christian, this is how that works. Sure. Here's how you can respond. And then it's me explaining it to you and you're watching it and it's just another deeper way to engage instead so of just cool. reading an email. Right. Yeah, instead of just reading the text or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so that's it's, super, it's cool. super fun and it that's works. Awesome. That's it works. awesome. Yeah, so that's been fun. Huh. Yeah. That's cool, man. All this cool stuff to play with. So many, I mean, well, well, and that's the thing, and I, and I find myself sometimes like, there's all this cool stuff, I'm like where what I, I could do all this stuff, but I probably shouldn't do all of it because a lot. There's, there's, there's a lot and there's only so many hours in the day and days in the week and yeah, and, and yeah but. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like you, where I love all the tools and all the new apps and all the stuff. I've tried. I want to do lots of I'm willing to try just about anything that comes across if I think it's going to help one way or another. Sure. Uh, I've, I've tried dozens of things that have just, that didn't stick yeah, for one reason totally, or another. Totally. And that's fine. You know, the ones that do stick become a part of my business, yep. you know. And, and, so. and, and the people in your office use the same stuff? Uh, a lot of it, yeah. yeah like, nice. we do have some... I don't, I How many had, people are in your shop now? Two. Yeah. You, you, you and two others. Yeah. 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 And and we run pretty thin. I ask a lot out of my people. If yeah. I was in a different state, uh, we live in Idaho's what's called a low premium state, which okay. means insurance here is cheap yeah. in, in comparison to the rest of the country. Sure. And I get paid directly on premiums that are paid. Yep. It's I get paid the same percentage an agent in Texas gets. But Texas in insurance, insurance costs twice as much. Interesting. So they're making twice as much money. Huh. My book of business... Does it cost twice as much money to live there? No. Hmm. No. So, but you're living in Texas, so that's the, that's the drawback. Sure, sure. Yes. So, like, I talked to an agent in Oklahoma once, and we were just talking about marketing. I, I got on the phone with her for some reason because we were trying a program out together. And she goes, what's the, what's the average homeowner's premium in, in Idaho? And I was like, I don't know. It's, it was like... 650 bucks or 700 bucks yeah. a year and she's she said oh my god how can you afford to pay your people <laughs> right sure she go, i go why what's the average cost of homeowners insurance in oklahoma thirty five hundred dollars what and i was like 
what? I couldn't believe it. So she's making four times the amount of money as I am. And she's not working four times as hard or and doing four know, times as many things. The cost of living things. in Oklahoma isn't any greater. It's probably than not here. much more than it is here. Anyway, yeah. I would probably have five or six people working for me sure, if that's sure. the case. So crazy. Uh, so, but. It's not a complaint. It's just reality. Yeah, yeah just, you know? just how it is, sure. Yeah, so I've got two really good professional adult people yeah. that work for me that are outstanding. And nice. um, that's how I'm built right now. And in order for me to onboard another person, like, I got to take a hit. Sure, you know? sure. And I just I don't want to take that hit right now. Yeah, so. I, I, I get and I that. And I don't need to. I get that. So, yeah. So that's, that's how we're built and it's working. And there was a point in time where I, I was running two offices with five people. Yeah. Because I bought two books of business in Nampa. I don't know if you knew that. I, but, didn't, I, I didn't know that. But no. back in like 12 and 13, I bought um, two agencies from farmer's agents who were retiring. Okay. And I felt like I needed to have a physical presence out there. Sure. So I rented this beautiful space in downtown old school Nampa. Yep, yep. You know. Um, no, I think I, I think I knew. We had that, yeah. like this. And I had designs of filling it up with salespeople totally. and yeah. just killing it yep. and uh, it, it didn't work for me and um, I, I had a hard time finding a, a salespeople to go figure right right yeah. they're so hard to find yeah and even if you found someone good I really couldn't afford them you know and so for three almost three years I was running two offices with five people and what I learned was that I can I wasn't writing any more business than I was with one office and two people. Sure, interesting. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? So yeah. it was a really important period of time for me in my business to be like, all right, let's let's get back to what's real and what the core of us is. And yeah. so, so I've got my little... So did, did you retain a lot of that business from, from out there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So still still have clients in Nampa. And yeah. Yeah, I didn't need... I didn't need the space, and but I, I guess professionally I kind of needed to go through that. Sure. Because I felt like, I, at the time, I was confident it was going to work, mm -hmm. and we were just going to crush right. it. Yeah. It just didn't work that it didn't way. didn't work that way. Interesting. So it was important. So now I was like, cool, now I know. Yep. I need... 600 square feet yeah. and two really good professionals. Totally. And we will kill it. And we, we do... <laughs> 600 feet. <laughs> we do about... My agency probably does three times the amount of new business volume as the average agent. Hmm. Like we just kill any, it. Any, anywhere. In Idaho. In Idaho, yeah. 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 That's awesome. And with just three of us yeah. in this little space. That's so crazy. So Good for you. I don't know. It works. Good for you, man. Yeah, man. Well, cool. Well, I know you've got another appointment you got to head to. So. It's true. Uh, before we go, man, how so if people want insurance or want to buy your training or just want to see your videos, man. How do people find you? I'm all over the place. Let's see. So on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at, I'm at Deets Agency. And then um, I've got a, you know, Facebook business page that you can find. Same thing, Deets Agency. Um, that, those are probably the best places to find me. I have, oh, my blog where all, all my stuff lives is at DeetsAgency.com. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, mdeets at FarmersAgent.com. Want a quote, or you want to hang out, or you want to meet? Nice. Let's get together and hang out. So awesome! This is awesome what you're doing here. Yeah, it's pretty easy, pretty easy, pretty fun. Right, man. piece yeah. of cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way easier than what uh, when you started doing it. Way easier. Oh it's it's God. crazy how how easy they've made this. I know. Now I think I'm going to start another one. We'll see. <laughs> right? We'll see. What's better than two podcasts? <laughs> Three, Three podcasts. podcasts. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So next time we do this, dude, I want to talk. Not about work stuff or business stuff. I want to talk about music. I want to do one where I, I want to talk about punk rock and Pearl Jam and oh, and shows. Yes. Like I, I, I think it would be super fun to, and maybe this is a whole other podcast. I don't know. But I want to do one I mean, where, I mean, there's a lot of cool music in Boise, you know, local music for sure. A lot of, you know, decent bands, good bands, really good bands coming through Boise. Yeah. I think maybe just to, I don't know, go to shows. Talk about the shows. Talk about the shows coming up. What we're looking at before, yeah. before and after. Yeah. yeah so right. what, are, what are we looking at before the show? What do you want to see him play before the show? Totally. Who totally. are you excited to see? I think that'd be super fun. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Then yeah. we watch the show. Yeah. And then we can debrief after it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that was amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, that was terrible. I can't believe they didn't play. They didn't play that song, man. Yeah. They Dude. played that every time I've seen him play, and I was super. Yeah. So I can't we, believe how drunk he was on stage. Right. And it was awful. Because yeah. we went and saw face to face and less than Jake and. Yep. 
and remember we and then there were two punk bands that yeah. we never heard of before. Yeah, th- One of them was called Direct Hit. Yes. And I went to Apple and I'm, they're on my phone right now. I was nice. Like, oh my God, these guys are killing it. Yeah. There's this crazy punk band from Milwaukee that's yep. still making this music that you and I love from yep. like the early to mid '90s. Totally. It's like I can't believe there are bands that are newer that are making this kind of music. Yeah. 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 And then I think. Um, Trevor Keith, right, from Face to Face, called us Reno. Remember? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I do remember He's that, like, what's yeah. up, Reno? Yeah, and everybody's like, boo! <laughs> you Fuck you! Like, yeah. These places all look the same. <laughs> yep. You're like, yep. I don't think you were, you were with me at this one, but the last, one of the, I don't know if it was the last time, but one of the last... Most recent times that uh, Social Distortion played here, he told Mike me. Ness was hammered. Yeah, you were less than impressed. I was so bummed out. I, was, I mean, I hadn't seen them play in years, and he stumbled around the stage and sang like the same verse, like the same one verse to every song. And I left there just thinking, well, I guess I'll never see them uh, play again. Like, I'll just remember all the times that I did. That's criminal. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so sad. Yeah. Well, I keep waiting for them to put out another album. It's, I seems like I've heard on Twitter or something, or I was listening to you know something on, on satellite radio where I thought I heard something about them probably putting out another one at some point soon. I think the Foo Fighters are putting out an album nice. this year. This year it'll come out? Nice. Yep. That's their 25th anniversary. So I think they're, I think we're going to see a lot of the foods this year. Cool. So I saw them when they came. Did you yep. see them when they came I didn't, to town? I didn't. Oh, next time. Next time. Next time. But yeah, let's, uh, let's do that. Let's talk about that. There you go. Okay. Matt, Bye, thanks, buddy. man. Thank you. Later. Yep. There we go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Christian Radio. If you liked it, please make sure to subscribe, share it on social media, And if you have questions or want to hear about anything specific that I might be able to talk about on the show, hit me up on Twitter at Christian Heiner, K-R-I-S-J-A-N-H-I-N-E-R. And you can find this and more content at ChristianHeiner.com. Thanks.